episode whatever. 70-something. Hello, I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art podcast, a lounge-like club-style drinking show for creatives and artists from all walks of life. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. Most of us want to get better at some point, and the idea of perfection starts to get in the way. We, we really start to fight it a little bit. It creeps up on us. That's what today's episode is about. But before we get too far, allow me to introduce the most good enough co-host I could hope for, the guy who just gets shit done, the man with a plan to not have a plan, Mr. Paul Ramey. How are you? Never has a intro been so apt. The good enough one that you could come find. That's good. I like that. The most good enough. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my way of saying perfect. Without saying perfect. Good enough is not perfect. I think we're going to argue today. I have a feeling. I, I think so too, but I, I've done a lot of research on this because I was working on a video. Are we on film today? No, we are not. Oh, okay. I was going to, but I, I, nah, I wore a clean shirt. Not necessary. <laughs> we almost matched. Look at this. Um, black. You know, black, black is black. It's <laughs> well, black or is it gray? Mine? A little gray, a little black. Something, You're getting me off, off, off there. Time. Just just all over the place. I, I can't help it. And I'm not even watching my time. Fuck it. Anyway. Time. What are we drinking? Let's get are there. we doing this? We are totally out of, out of whack. And uh, yeah, let's, what you let's got get, me here for. Let's it, get the booze out. Just think how succinct and and yeah. you know how 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 you just hit all your marks if you didn't have me here. I mean, you know. <laughs> I know. All right, let's, let's get this. It's out funny because I didn't even do the I didn't do the show notes until you know ten minutes before you got here. Oh, good. So because it's this is that's the whole idea of perfectionism. But uh, the poet, the poet. It's an American oatmeal stout, five point. <laughs> I can't read my eyes. Is that 5.8% alcohol by volume? It's by New Holland yep. uh, Brewing Company. Brought to you of, by uh, the good folks at New Holland. <laughs> yeah. Um, are we sponsored yet? We are not. What's the deal with that? I know. All we All need right. is a six-pack, man. It's not, it's not expensive. We're cheap. <laughs> I want shots. <laughs> shots Shots would be good. So I, I don't expect you to like this. It'll be good enough. For the show, it won't be perfect. Uh, Are you going to like sure. this? Yeah, have I you will. had one of these yet? I have not, but I like oatmeal stouts. Like why, stouts. why is it called oatmeal? There's oatmeal in it. Yeah, that's fucking dumb. Why? There's a little Quaker in there. It's supposed <laughs> to be it's supposed to be beer in there. It is. It beer. looks good. Now you poured yours all the way up, and it looks great. Yeah, that's a picture right there. Here, let me let me get this. I mean, you got all these fancy cameras. I have an <laughs> Android. Uh, camera and that's it takes just good, good. enough. As Here, I'll get there's you a answer. theme for the show. Have you figured that out yet? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right, that looks great. Anyway, as as we get into it, and I'm sure everybody listening is probably waiting for this to to happen. But the the whole idea of this show came about really from an Instagram post. It was it was fun. It was something that um, really got me digging a little bit into the show and made me think about my own creative journey in in the way I handle things. And the Instagram post was from a a guy by the name of Matt Diavella. I don't know if we've talked about him on the show before. Name rings a bell. But um, he's a good. he's a two time Netflix creator. He's he's actually made two films on Netflix. Really? Um, what he, two? Uh, the ones on minimalism. I don't know if you've seen those or not. Uh, I think it's like a two versions of of minimalism. Okay. Uh, where he yeah. talks to a couple cats from uh, I can't remember their names. I, I hate this. I'm really terrible about it. But a couple of cats from uh, the Dayton area started this thing called uh the minimalists and he hooked up with them and did you know some video for that and he's uh, matt's a minimalist as well he, he shares all that on his youtube channel and, and stuff um he also has a company called slow growth slow growth is a, a company that matt founded uh where he helps creators you know just with things he has courses and, and things that people can can get into about how to make better videos and 
um, he's even into exercise and things like that. But mm, interesting. Uh, it kind of led to this show, and we are going to talk about tips here eventually. But um, just that's a tip. that's what his his video was about. It was just a reel, an Instagram reel, just a quick kind of a thing where he said these are ways of how I combat it or good ways to combat perfectionism. And I never really given it much thought at all. I, I was like, perfectionism. What, what is this? Is this is some new age crap that I don't, I don't get, you know, and it dawned on me that there is a clinically, there's a real problem with it. I didn't realize that. Really? I, mean, I was going through the articles and things and online and looking <laughs> at medical uh, journals about it and, uh, it does, it leads to unhappiness. I didn't realize it was so intense. You know, I, th- I thought perfectionism was more, more or less a joke, almost like, oh, we all kind of joke about being perfect. And I've had friends say, you know, I, just go paint, Mike. Don't, don't focus so much on this. You know, and it made me start thinking that maybe I might have a little bit of a tendency to lean towards perfectionism. What we're saying is there's a difference between, you know, oh, that guy's a perfectionist, yada, 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 or that person's actually suffering from mm-hmm. clinical perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, this is tough for me because in this show, I'm, I'm trying, even in the video I made yesterday, um, and I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes for this so you can go watch the, it's a, about an eight minute video where I just discuss it. And we're going to go deeper into it here with the, the minute details, but, uh, and I didn't really talk about the clinical stuff on the, uh, YouTube video, but I'll put a link in my description here to go there if you want to see it. But yeah, I, I, I decided I just wasn't going to do notes really. I was just going to do my typical intro, the things I like to do, some bullet points and be done with it. We've, we've kind of touched on that a little bit here and there, but it used to be, I would, stress for hours putting together a script Mm -hmm. of some sort that I could follow to do these shows. And I'm finding that there, there really is not a lot of return on investment there. And at some point, good enough is good enough. Right. You know, and and I like to think I've rubbed off on you a little bit. Yeah, you did. You did. Not in a sexual way. Right. It's just, just Here do we it. Go. Just do it, man. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Don't talk about it. But, yeah, but just do that, it. But that's the thing with the clinical side of it. It's harder. It's easier said than done. It's it's hard for somebody who really gets into the whole, I've got to be better. I've got to be better. And I, I think it tends to fall into the category of we start comparing ourselves so much that we want to be better than somebody else. Well, I've got to be better. There's nothing wrong with it. I've got to be better. I think you're getting the two. The, the two aren't necessarily connected exactly you can be better and there are better ways of doing things but it's never going to be perfect and perfect is actually subjective unless we're talking about uh, a math equation we're talking about art yeah in general because that's yeah, what just yeah. last time i looked that's what this podcast is about yeah and you'll never be a perfect artist no because never. because there's too much too there's the public's perception of what we do is too in, ingrained in in what we do for mm-hmm. anything to ever be perfect because nothing's ever going to be perfect. So we're striving for for something that we can be satisfied. We're striving right, for satisfaction right. is yeah. what we are. We yeah. want to be looks, take a step back. I am satisfied with that. That is that I do to the best of my abilities today. That's perfection. Not Every little line is is great, and every little right. note is perfect, right. and and every sound is exactly the way I want it, and every kick hits right where right. I need it to. Then it's not music. Then it's not art. Then it's then it's math. Are we doing math? Or are we doing 
art. Yeah, and I, I think we both agree. We've we've heard some technically really good, like real technicians <laughs> in music, and and I've watched a lot of artists who are just technically really good at what they do, mm-hmm. um, borderline perfect in a lot of ways. What have they sacrificed? Have they have they? I don't really want to bring that up as a question. I want to make it as a statement. I feel like they've maybe sacrificed their creative expression for the sake of technical purity. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I think if we start well, to lose... Well, you lose feeling if you're, more, if you're more worried about hitting all the notes. And I mean that not just as a musician, but I mean painters do that too. They hit the notes, the notes. But when you listen back to... Um, if you listen to a Nirvana track or if you listen to um, Chuck Berry or you listen... I mean, you can hear singing pitches where it's it's a little bit sharp, it's a little mm-hmm. bit flat here. You know, the guitar is not recorded that great. Mm-hmm. The feeling's there. Hendrix is a great example of that. Oh, yeah. If you want to, you can pick apart everything, the production, the the guitar tones, the the playing, different things. And if, if you want to measure that by perfection, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to it and the feeling's there and the the groundbreaking things that, that were being done... Well, that couldn't have happened if they were trying to be perfect. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's it's tough though. I mean, there there are some. Well, let me let me ask you this before we go too far because right. I've got a lot of this in my head. And I'm I'm probably taking some of it for granted. Um, what I'm saying about perfectionism is it correct? Do you understand what I'm getting at in terms of the clinical side of it versus just the 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 fun playful <laughs> right OCD sort of you know I don't even want OCD is a real thing too but it you know what I'm getting at like the joke of oh just quit being so perfect just go do it right versus legitimately finding yourself in a position where yeah maybe this is hindering my happiness maybe it's keeping me from producing the work that I'm best at um, maybe my inability to start is totally all about my perfectionism. And, and really just thinking I have to have the best gear, which is a big deal for me because I do like gear. Yeah, I was going to say, who's that sound like? Yeah. Um, the, the right paints, the, the you know, it, the you setting, start getting into that, the minutia, a, yeah. right? And that's a thing for, I mean, with you as well, the setting. If your setting isn't just right, then, yeah. then it takes you clear out. Now, I'm a, I'm a vibe guy, but I think you can have, I think the vibe's got to be right, but the vibe can be right at, in any condition. Yeah. The vibe can be there. And that's what's most important to me. You don't have to have your table set up just the way you want it. You don't have <laughs> right. to have the perfect mic. You don't have to have yeah. um, everything planned out for it to be good. Now, yeah. that's not to say that that's not good. It's good to, to plan, plan your work, work your plan, yeah. whatever, any insert, any other cliche you got right, in there. Right. But, uh, well, another good one, it, it ends up becoming paralysis by analysis. If Absolutely. you're so worried about it, hitting all your marks you're not going to run the rate that's a good example right there if you run a if you run the 100 yard dash in the olympics and no runner is concerned about when their foot hits the ground okay my foot has to hit the ground right here at this spot at this spot and at this spot that they're no they don't they're running they're focused on on the mechanics and on doing their thing they're not focused on hitting the every time their foot hits the ground it's perfect or they're focused on getting to the finish line. Let's run with this analogy. I'm not trying to be punny there, but let's run with this analogy. Well, you did. You I did a good pun. I did. It was really good. I liked it. Points. 
um, in a race like that. They don't have to be perfect. <clears throat> they have to be good enough. Good enough to be first if they want to win. They have to be faster than the next fastest person. Right. So good enough is good enough in that example. Also, the next thing about this is getting the work done, the project done. That's the next tip that uh, Diavella put in his video, which I thought was kind of kind of interesting. Um, they have to look at finishing the race, right? And I, I kind of wish I had this analogy in my head when I did the video now, but I'm not going to re-record it to be more perfect. <laughs> but their their idea is I've got to beat the next fastest person. That's all I got to do. I don't have to. I don't have to run my best time. I just have to beat that person. Mm-hmm. I have to finish the race, right? Those are the two two big things. And then what's the third one? Deadline. The biggest thing for creatives is deadline. I'm having a hard time fitting this into the analogy, but the deadline is they only have a certain amount of time to get around that track mm-hmm. or they'll lose. Right. You know, um, I don't know if, I don't know if that made any sense the way I just expressed all that, but those are the three, I guess I should say it clearly for the, the for everybody listening. The, the three tactics are, you got to know when good enough is good enough. I don't want to get too deep into each of these right now because I can really right. easily. Uh, you, you gotta focus, focus, literally focus on getting the job done, right? That's number two. Number three is create a deadline so that you're not constantly going. And I want to talk about deadline for a second because it led me to a, another thing that, uh, I've heard before, but I really wasn't quite sure what it was and who came up with it. And I kind of had a vague idea what it was, but it's called Parkinson's law. And this, uh, this guy, last name of Parkinson, I want to say Cecil or Cyril. I can't remember. I can't remember his name. This is terrible. I'm terrible with names. But um, just look up Parkinson's Law if, you, if you're interested in learning more about it. But it's, it's essentially that uh, work will fill the time that we allot for it. Um, I'm paraphrasing terribly here. But if you set a deadline, it's two weeks out, but the work only takes a week to get done, you're going to fill two weeks because you have the available time. Mm-hmm. It's just human nature. Uh, for artists, a lot of times that's procrastination. We'll procrastinate until the last minute to get it done because we know we got two weeks to get it done, but we only need a, a week to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So once you learn how to set up your uh, your deadlines more accurately, you can maybe cut a little bit of time to be a little bit quicker to force yourself. And that's kind of what I'm doing with these episodes. Is I'm I'm waiting to the last minute more and saying I'm not going to use studio hours and waste valuable studio time because i don't have a lot of it on planning for the show how about i just wait until the last minute and give myself a deadline of this time but i can't start it until this time so i actually have a deadline for starting and a deadline for stopping on putting these shows together and it's it's tough for me because i stress out a little bit about Mm it uh but i'm also finding i'm having a lot more time to do other things and get back to the things I want to do as as an artist, as a painter. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on Parkinson's law? Is this is this something I've heard you've this before? Into? I think that's something that they've they've applied in the manufacturing industry and other mm-hmm. things too. Um, I think I think I learned about it. I think when I when I worked in warehousing and they mm-hmm. talked about how if you've got eight hours to do a task and it takes you an hour and you give somebody a full day to do it, they'll take the whole day to do yeah. that. And yeah. it's just about time management. At that point, I think there's something to that, but I also think that if you, I think it's good that if if you have a hard deadline that involves other people, it's good to have that extra time. If you got something somebody's expecting in two weeks, I think that's still a healthy deadline, even though it only take you a week. And then, but you have to be 
discipline enough to think, okay, this takes a yep. this takes a week. I'm going to give myself a week and a half. That way, you got a little bit of a cushion in case you have family emergency, you have something happen, you have a disaster, mm-hmm. anything could happen. Um, that gives you that little bit of padding. But I think that's I think longer deadlines than what you actually need is good when it comes to customer service, but when it comes to to you putting pen to paper, so to speak, um, I think it's it's up to you to try to be a little more rigid with that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, we've reached last call already. How'd that happen? I know you just gave me this. You gave me this look. It's like a super short. No, I'm actually watching the time for once. Yeah, Yeah, we've been at it for a bit. (laughs) Whatever. I know. I want. We'll see. In the last few shows, we've been like really getting into the topic. And going into it, going into it, going into it, and then last call's like, oh crap, we better hurry up and get this done. I don't feel like we've reached the point yet. So well, we we're gonna continue with this. It's last call. It's, it's last call. I'm just trying to tell people to finish out. Drink. Yeah. We've reached the segment of the show that I like to call last call and give everyone listening enough time to finish their drink. That I like to call <laughs> last call. I don't like that. Yeah. Cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> Rapid fire. <laughs> Brought to you by delicious Fiji water. <laughs> so we're going to continue with perfectionism in this in this episode. We're not going to you know go off on a tangent, but uh, rapid fire. I would like to talk a little bit about the dangers of perfectionism. You know, really, what what can we as creatives think about when it when we get into the the concept of perfectionism and and. Uh, I, I definitely don't want to tell somebody they've because I'm not a psychologist, but I don't want to tell somebody that they might have a problem with perfectionism. But I looked inward and I really think the more I read about it, now it might be hypochondria on my part. Oh, it's not. But <laughs> it's, it's not. You, you know, got it. Um, but I, I found so many relative things about myself. I'm sure you did. I'm not going to lie here, and this is I'm going to open up a little bit, probably more than I should for a show. <laughs> But I uh, I quit making YouTube videos for six months because I just it wasn't that I wasn't in the mood. It's just that everything wasn't in the right place, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Now I'm not talking about the studio. I'm not talking about how this is this and this is that. But it's like everything has to be perfect before I can make a video, before I can even start. Right? The noise outside. <laughs> right. The the people showing up. Any kind of family things going on that I've got to attend to, you know, and I know it only takes a certain amount of time to record a video, but that went out the door because I have to have perfection before I start. So it's cost me, I think years of my creative ability because everything has to be in, in the right. It's like, it all has to be right. And I look back at my father and he was the same way. I remember he loved painting and I was like, dad, why don't you paint? When I was younger, I didn't have this, right? It was like, dad, just paint. Get some out paint, you know. Why, what are you waiting right. on? And I kept noticing he would he would draw out how he wanted his studio in the basement, you know, where the light had to come in, where the desk sat, what brushes he needed, what paints he needed, and then he would put it off, go on about his life. And he'd come back to it, but he never did it. He'd go on about his life, and he he went all those years and never had a studio at home. And he would draw every now and again, but he never had the studio that he probably would have really benefited from mm-hmm. if he'd have just done it, you know, instead of waiting. And 
I'm learning that even in my own path, it's kind of one of them issues where I, I really have to rely on the idea that, okay, this is fine for now. This is good enough for now. It may not be perfect. Let that go because the experience itself can build on the experience that I get next. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I can continue to get better. You know, they say practice makes perfect. Perfect doesn't make practice, right? All right. So if you start, you know, you might, your perception, you said earlier in the show, your perception of perfect is different than everybody else's. And the more experience you get, the better you get. And to somebody who doesn't have that much experience, you're perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a lot more perfect than they are. And, and that's my biggest struggle is I've waited all these years thinking I needed an education in art. I'm not going to be what I want to be because I don't have it. So things aren't perfect. I'm not perfect. My painting's not perfect. The way I did this painting last time wasn't perfect. These brushes aren't perfect. The studio is not perfect. My location's not perfect. You know, mm-hmm. all these things when I really got to realize and sit back and say, I've got everything I need. Have you seen that new movie yet? Don't look up. No, I ain't watched it. Okay. I, I'm, I'm aware of it. And I'm right. aware. I, of the I don't want. I don't want to say too much then. And some of our listeners may not have either. But there, there is a point in the show where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character said, "We really had everything we needed, didn't we?" You know, and it's it's poignant. It really is. We do have everything we need. Well, you talk about YouTube videos, and you talk about the ones that entertain you, or you like, or you're interested in. I mean, now you're a bit of a of a nerd when it comes to this stuff, so maybe you do a little more than than other people. But most people's not sitting there thinking, "Okay, well, I wonder if he used the the X twenty nine flux capacitor lens, and well, he clearly shot this in the late afternoon, and the lighting's just not right, and there's a sun flare, and there's yep. that." But I watched the video that came up of two people fighting in a parking lot uh, at Walmart or Kroger the other day. <laughs> I did too I on did. a cell phone, and I. <laughs> Could give a fuck how they filmed it. Right. It was the content. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. just like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I recorded. In fact, I, it's ironic that the video I recorded on perfectionism, I did it twice, because the first time, I had a little bit of a uh, interference noise on one of the microphones I was I was using at the time, and I I didn't like it. I I didn't like the. Uh, I had a window open in the studio. So the, uh, the white balance got turned mm-hmm. too often because we had snow on the ground and the light, the sun was going down. So my white balance went too warm because the sun was going down and then it got cold in color. I, I know I'm getting into nerd crap, <laughs> right? But when, when I record these head talking headshots, the a roll, you know, I might record for 45 minutes to an hour for a 10 minute take. Right. Because I'll record multiple takes of the same thing over and over so I can pick and choose which one's better. And again, perfectionism, but I'm getting better at it. What I did learn though, and then the reason I brought this up was I think, just like you said, I, I focus on the, the minute details of the technical aspects. I think that's my trouble with talking to a camera. Like when we do these shows, I'm a little less in tune with it uh-huh. in terms of technicalities, just because I just, once I, I know that once we get everything set, we can just talk and that's a little easier. I'm not thinking of everything else, but when I'm talking to a camera, I'm thinking about lighting, white balance, aperture, 
shutter angle, <laughs> you know, all these things start getting into my head and I'm actually constantly, even though a lot of stuff gets set, set it and forget it kind of stuff. It gets into my head to where I think I don't talk intelligent to the camera. I can talk to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And there's even a little bit of that level here. When we talk back and forth, sometimes I feel like I can't talk intelligently because I'm, I am constantly thinking about the production side of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, it gets in the way. So the perfectionism does kind of, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the productionism kind of, it holds me. I don't even want to say it holds me. It does hold me back, but I mean, it's, this is really hard for me to get out. I don't know why it, it almost forces me to not be expressive mm -hmm. because I'm trying really hard to focus on the production side of things as well as creative stuff. And, and some YouTubers do it in a different way. I, or people who want to record things, they turn on this persona. That's not them. Right. Uh, musicians get it a lot when they get on stage, there's a stage persona and there's a offstage persona. Sometimes their stage persona gets really stupid, mm -hmm. right? Some, some people, I'm not saying everybody, cause you want a little bit, you want that theatrical, you know, you, you, people are going there to see you. Right. Right. And plus it's not a normal thing to, for a human being to get up in front of, right. You know, a hundred people, 500 people, a thousand people and to perform. I mean, that's just, that's that persona a lot of times is your is your armor it's your mm -hmm. it's your safety net you can be people isn't seeing you and if you make a mistake it's not necessarily you it's it's slash it's not Saul you know right <laughs> right so I don't know this it's it's just funny I I know I went down kind of a, a weird tangent there but this bugs me a little bit the more I dug into it I mean it it really got me thinking that yeah I do probably let perfectionism get in the way so much that I'm not creating as right. much as I should. Well, if you if if you let that stop you from creating videos, just think of how much videos that weren't up to your standards you would have had by now, and how much you would learn from those, and how much oh, farther yeah. you would have been. Yeah, and that's the key. What you would learn from the those. experience would have been much better than me just saying, "Okay, I'll I'll start when it's better. When I get the better camera, it'll work." You know, I was using a. 10, 12 year old camera that actually did video. It was capable of creating video. It wasn't very good at it, but I whined and complained over and over that it didn't have a flippy screen because <laughs> I could never see myself. So it was a pain in the butt to, to film myself because it didn't have good autofocus. I mean, I was just finding all these excuses <laughs> and what camera did I buy? I bought a Panasonic GH5, which is known for not having very good autofocus, but it had a flippy screen. Right. And now I've got a get this. Now I've got a Sony A7 series that doesn't have a flippy screen, but it's got great autofocus. I can't either one's, you know, it's like that perfectionism in my mind is saying, but you got a good enough camera. Just do it. Right. You know, so we've said that. I mean, that's been the, the underlying theme, if nothing else, of this entire podcast series is just go out and make some art. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's, maybe it's just therapy for me all the time. It's like, you know, I'm, and I do, I probably, most of the topics are relative to what I'm going through at the moment and, and things I think other creatives kind of dig into and mm -hmm. say, yeah, I, I need to do that too. And that's kind of the idea of the show is just, you know, when you listen to me talk, you know, you can laugh at me and say, 
well, he's an idiot. <laughs> I'm much better than he is. Thank, right. Thankfully, you know, you're well, more, not you're more, for your you're life. more perfecter. Right. <laughs> um, but, but, it's the, just, but the thing, you know, it's all, of course, certain amount of gear and production value, whatever you're doing is, is going it, to, it's going to help. It's going to, but it's not to be all and all. Right. If you wait for the perfect time to go out and paint something, it's never going to be the perfect time. There's always going to be something. There's always going to be yeah. noise in the background, or there's going to be the clouds. That, well, we had a good light day, but then it got cloudy, or yeah. it had this. Go out and put something down and do it. Yeah, it's, good enough is good enough. Yeah, that's the key. Get started with that. Good enough. Is a lot good of enough. people will kill to have your good enough. Yeah, and that's what you don't don't realize. Your good enough is is awesome. Yeah. And that's not to say you can't strive to be better. Let's be better the next time. But you can't you can't be better the next time if there isn't the, yeah, the first time. Yeah, if there's so, no benchmark for you to go from, you're, you're just wishing. I mean, I told you, I just went through this with, with you're recording these tracks for the solo disc I've been working on yeah. for eight years. Yeah. It's like, there comes a, I was never going to have the perfect gear and the yeah. perfect time. And finally I did it. And I'm really happy with it. There's some noise I can't live with on one song. I was talking right. to you about it. Um, I'm going to get that done. I listen to it. I've listened to it a lot and there's some pitch issues. There's some things I could have sang better. There's some stuff I could have played better, but the feeling's there and I'm happy with it and it's good enough to, Yeah, I'm proud of it. I don't think any artist in any genre of what they do is ever happy with the end result ever. No. So why are, why are we worried about perfectionism? You know, that, 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 Audio noise that you got and the audio noise that I got was enough for me. Well, the, it was enough for me to re-record, but again, different for our situations because there was a lot of other people involved in your situation. Yours could probably be corrected. Hopefully. Sounds like it can be, but if it can't, I mean, it's it takes you out of. It depends on the system. You listen, if you listen to it on the phone, it's pretty staticky. If you listen to it on like car stereo, it's bassy. You don't really notice it as much. But if I can't fix it, I'm gonna just go ahead and I'm gonna yeah. do what I can to EQ it. Uh, yeah. out a little bit yeah. I'm going to go ahead and put it out well look back you know we're adding actually we're in modern times we're adding the sound of vinyl to our albums because we missed that sound which yeah. yet we tried desperately to clinically remove it and I have thought about <laughs> doing that is if I can't get rid of it adding that in as a as a way to mask this noise that's driving mm -hmm. me insane so I had a little bit of noise on this last video so I covered it up with jazz music below. Now I like music anyway in the background when I'm doing these sorts of things. And you can you might be able to hear it in this recording. These microphones are a little bit better at dealing with it. Uh -huh. But we're 250 feet um, from the highway, so we're we're picking up road noise pretty good in here. It's clear. I was going to shut these windows, well, shut the curtains anyway, uh, to help a little bit, but. It's not that I don't care. And that's the thing with good enough. It's not that you don't care. It's that you, you reach a point where you say, I, I got to get the project done. So it's got to be good enough. You can only control so much stuff. Exactly. And and that's like if... if uh, And you got a deadline, remember? You, you, right. you got this thing. Well, if Christopher Columbus had waited till the perfect time to sell over and... and Yeah, it wouldn't be Columbus. Still, and still, you know, It'd America. Else. And it would have been somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Steal America. The funny thing is, he didn't even land in America. Uh -huh. well, he did. It was the Americas, but you know, we 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If like- Leif Erikson would have <laughs> waited till a perfect time to sell to he North America before Columbus. He did. Because he was 500 years older than Columbus. So, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If, if he, he just waited- didn't get the credit because he was just, you know, he was Scandinavian. Nobody cared about Scandinavian. He was just Scandinavian. a dumb Viking. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but White seriously, you can't, you can't wait. It's like, you know, we did, I told you about, um, we talked about it in one of these episodes, but we did a bike trip and it was raining when we left. And if we had said, well, conditions aren't perfect, it's storming. We never would have, <laughs> we never would have got to experience the yeah. awesome trip that we did. It's, yeah. Sometimes you just got to go and you just got to... Make the best of it. How you, how you work around and how you get through the things that aren't perfect, I think that's what makes you who you are and that's what yeah. adds the character to your yeah. own content. Yeah. It gives you experience. A lot of, some of the photographers that I've admired over the years more than anything else, their experience with challenges is really what made them the photographer they are today. Mm-hmm. You know, we can all walk into a studio and if the lights are set properly and the camera's set properly, everything's perfect. You know, someone else can do all that for you. You're probably going to capture, at least out of a thousand photos, you're probably going to capture something that looks okay. Yeah. And plenty good enough for modern viewership, right? But if you go in there and the power outlets aren't working properly and the lighting's just not working out right and you don't know how to place things, well, you're going to have to figure out what's good enough. And you're going to have to trial and error what works. Mm-hmm. And you set this up, you do the shoot, you realize it didn't work out. Well, then you can ask why after the fact. After you've said good enough is good enough, after you've got the work done, after you've met a particular deadline, whether it be your own or for a client, once that project's done, go back and ask why. Go back and say, why is this not perfect? I, I, I don't want to ignore the fact that it's, you know, I'm not saying that perfectionism isn't a good thing because it's, we, we can strive for it, but it's, it's when it hinders you that it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is kind of my, my own therapeutic side of this is that now that I recognize that I think I probably have a problem with perfectionism, now I feel like I can correct it. Now I can look at it and go, all right, so what am I doing wrong? What is it that I'm worried about? And can I start putting limitations on my work that actually fix the perfectionism? I think there's a lot of creatives, and that's why, really why I wanted to bring this up. I think there's a lot of creatives who, who struggle with this concept of perfectionism and they may not realize it they may they may think that they're good enough isn't good enough because they're comparing themselves with so many other artists that they see on instagram i mean you just go to instagram you can scroll through and go you know oh my god that person's amazing how did they do this and oh my oh my jesus christ how did this person do that and you're like wow you know and you start comparing yourself and you start getting down you start getting depressed that's some of the clinical dangers that go along with perfectionism is that depression, unhappiness, anxiety, uh, alcoholism, mm-hmm. overeating, you know, all these things really start to come into play and people find other ways to find happiness. And Oh, and it impacts your personal life too. And, and oh, that's yeah. something that, yeah. that, you know, we've talked about a lot too. You got to have a good balance of, yeah. you got to have experiences 
to fuel your art. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the root cause of a lot of these creatives that we see who, um, and I'm going to bring us down a little bit, but these, these creatives, musicians in particular, you know, they, they, they fall into drug addiction and alcohol addiction. Uh, some of them kill themselves. You know, we see them as perfect because they're on stage and they've got thousands of followers. They sell millions of albums. Why was their life so bad? They had to take it. Right. It's, it could be perfectionism. You know, Stanley Kubrick was a, a, a famous director. Um, the shining, I think uh-huh. was one of his, um, eyes wide shut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was, he was notorious for his perfectionism, anger, just frustration. And probably somebody you wouldn't want to work with just simply because it's like, Jesus, just th- that take was good. Right. Why, why are we doing it again? You know, or in my case, why am I painting this? You know, why, why am I painting this again? When the first one was fine, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. It's we like could, I always say, if, if, if Led Zeppelin went back and re-recorded Stairway to Heaven, would it be better now or would it just be different? Right. right. It would just be different, I think. Edvard Munch painted the screen. Oh, that's right. Munch. I knew in that. 1893. Yeah. That's my favorite Vincent Van Gogh painting. Paul, <laughs> oh, you heathen. <laughs> I got to get you in a museum. We got to go somewhere. Of course, you're going to laugh at all that. I heard that Van Gogh uh, interactive thing. Did you go to that? I have not. I heard it's good. Ryan said it was incredible. Really? Yeah. Too bad we have drug tests at work. That'd be a good one to get lit and then go in. <laughs> well, they don't They don't uh, test baked. for mushrooms. So. Oh. Yeah, so they have to have a we, reason. I, I do have to say this. We have a couple listeners from the region out west that maybe just just checking the show out. Every well, I'm time. sure they're all into it. I mean, yeah, that's, right. well, I'm place, just saying somebody from corporate pretty, might be, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mentioned in the, I want to say this too. I mentioned in the YouTube video that, um, and I'm sure I'm going to get backlash on this. I mentioned that I was a, a part-time artist and that I wanted to get six to nine hours of, uh, easel time in a week that to me, that was good. And some, I, I know there's going to be somebody that says you, you can't, that's just not enough mm-hmm. as an artist. You're just not going to produce enough, but I easel time is, is different for me. Right. A lot of times I'll, I'll work on a drafting table. I'll work on the, the dining room table. I'll, I'll even work on my, my office desk. And those are drawings and, and just tinkering, right. Just enjoying right. being an artist. That, that to me, a lot of times is the most fun I ever have being an artist is just not having the pressure of doing something mm-hmm. and thinking that everything I create has to be a masterpiece. Right. And that's perfectionism there too. But when I walk up to the easel, it's a different thing. Totally different. Mm-hmm. It's a performance, you know, in, right. in terms of like music, you've got practice rehearsals and things like that. That's one aspect of what you do as a musician. The other aspect is you get on stage. And to me, that's where, as an artist, my doodles, my sketches, my other things are the rehearsals so that when I walk up to the easel, I can produce a painting that I want to sell. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I, so I'm literally doing sellable work, six to nine hours, sometimes 12. I don't know. But you know, if, you, if you see the video and you think, well, that's not enough time, you know, keep in mind, 40-hour week, full-time job, 
along with, um, we'll just say nine hours of easel time, along with YouTube videos, the podcast, the planning, the procrastination because of perfectionism, <laughs> you right. know, all the things that I do in a studio environment, you know, the, the business side of things too, just really add up. I spent the last two weeks, in fact, I've, I've been off for two weeks. So prior to this, my idea was I'm going to jump in and I'm going to create this much artwork. I've got this many hours, right? Mm -hmm. I got 40 more hours a week to do stuff. Dude, I'm going to make all kinds of shit and I haven't made anything. What did I do? What did I do with all my time? Well, I studied perfectionism, find out, is there a problem there? Is there something I can correct? You know, I'm fixing myself, so to speak. I went through the studio and I've cleaned it up in a way that it's, it's more conducive to the type of work that I do so I can be more efficient and good enough mm -hmm. because I need to get shit out of my way. I need to be able to put a camera up, look at it, just talk to it, create a video, put it out, you know, and find the audience that wants to watch that mm -hmm. versus me trying to create something I think everybody wants. Right. And basically the, this was all important for me. So for two weeks, it's almost been therapy versus production. And I don't, I don't think it's wasted time at all. Some would say, well, you lost all those hours of painting. Right. But I've lost years of painting because of procrastination, mm -hmm. perfectionism, and just downright attitude problems with the idea that things aren't perfect. Is this good enough? <laughs> I, so meta. We've, 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 <laughs> we've posed, you know, several things that is out there for us and others to ponder. Yeah. So you think you're going to go out here and do better and just start creating some stuff and quit waiting for everything to be mm -hmm. perfect? I hope so. I hope everybody listening does too. I hope it's got everybody listening, thinking about their own creative journey to where they just, don't practice that guitar so much. You think you got to be perfect before you start a band, you know, or join a band. Go try out. Get told you aren't good enough, you know? <laughs> it's like I say, nobody cares how good you are on, on, on the bass or the guitar or how well you sing. Nobody cares. No, They care about if it's a song they like and they yeah. can rock to. Yeah. All that other stuff is yeah. if you didn't fuck it up bad enough to where it takes the listener out of the, yeah. the moment, then it's fine. No one cares how straight your brushstrokes are or how cute that you were by mixing a little bit of uh, cad yellow with titanium white, if that's even real shit. It is. And, uh, <laughs> you did good. <laughs> yeah, you're the one that's amused by that. It's kind of a pastel yellow, but go ahead. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're amused by that. But nobody else is. They care about how it looks to them, how it makes them feel. Mm -hmm. They don't care about your brush strokes or that you use some freaking special mohair brush to do these last <laughs> little do these last little these little last things that, that had the uh, <laughs> I just got a picture of a whole bunch of old ladies from Birmingham, England <laughs> plucking their mohairs to make brushes. That could be cool. <laughs> I've been watching too much Peaky Blinders. Oh, that's a good one. You ain't done with that yet? <laughs> yeah, I've watched the season twice now. These two weeks. The season? The whole the series? The whole series, yeah. Oh, that's Yeah, all five seasons. It's, it's been on, like, like rotation in here as I've been working. Yeah. That's so, you know, it's like a constant. I feel like I need to have a little hat, dress like I'm I finished the new Dexter early today. Dexter, that's something I can't get into. Uh, yeah. That's because you're wrong, not because Dexter's yeah, wrong. It's not good enough. It's funny enough. <laughs> 
All right. Share this episode. Subscribe if you're not already. And I'd love for you to leave us a review. You don't have to. It's up to you. It'd be good enough if you did, though. All right. I'm, it I'm would done, be. I'm done killing that one. I need somebody to, you know, leave a real bad review. I know. Tell me how bad yeah. I suck. I, I feed on that. Yeah, he does. he does. He really does. I'm thankful all of you listening shared right. your time with us. I sincerely hope this episode got you thinking about your own creative journey. Paul, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for being good enough. Wait a minute. Thanks for being here on the earth, or thanks for being here in this room with you right now? Both. What would I do? What would I do? Seriously. Anyway, I'm telling you. empty chair like Clint Eastwood. (laughs) That's funny. I know it's funny. (laughs) I I totally, totally forgot about that. Oh, well. Until next time, may your drinks be tasty and your muse thirsty. episode whatever 70 70 something all right most of us want to get better at some point and perception no not perception let me me redo that i got a question yeah why don't you just record the intro once and then just always just fly it in because i like to do it new every time okay i just wonder because you fuck it up like every no this is this is terrible why do i write perception what's perception i don't know perfection is what that's supposed to be give me a second perfection see it's gonna be perfect (laughs) did you read it the wrong way yeah i even read it wrong big dummy most of us want to get better at some point and god i I just don't like the way this reads well why'd you who wrote it i did well (laughs) (laughs) you gonna follow your fire copy guy it's gotta be perfect all right uh i'm gonna say it like this most of us want to get better at some point, and the idea of perfection starts to get in the way, and we, we really start to fight it a little bit. It creeps up on us. That's what today's episode is about. But before we get too far, allow me to introduce the most good enough co-host I could hope for.